time to wake up. It's Saturday morning. Find some milk and cereal. Grab a bowl and spoon. No, a bigger spoon. Head to the living room and take a seat on the floor. But Joseph and Chris present to you... Saturday Morning Cartoon! Hello everybody and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom! This is a show where we wake up with a Saturday morning sun, plop down the living room floor with a big bowl of sugary cereal, and watch all your favorite cartoons, both old and new. I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris Kringle! Ho ho ho! <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm just Chris. Just Chris. But this morning, we watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And this was chosen by the listeners. Thanks, listeners. Like, every poll that we do, we have, like, more and more people participate each time. And we had a lot this time, so this was really, really cool. So thank you, everybody. Yeah, Grinch won overall. Was it a landslide victory? Were no, there... it was not a landslide at all. It was very close between um, pretty much all of them. There was one that didn't do as high, and I think that was... Um, Oh, is Mickey's Christmas Carol? It, it still got significant vote, votes, but it didn't do as high as the others. But um, Grinch and um, Charlie Brown Christmas and Rudolph were all like neck and neck almost the entire poll. Nice. So yeah, the Grinch just barely won. Cool. By like maybe two votes. So, <laughs> so uh, I mean, we can always try to get the electoral college to recount. Yeah, but. no, not worth it. They'll just embarrass us. <laughs> How the Grinch Stole Christmas aired in 1966, based by the original book by Ted Geisel, a.k.a. Dr. Seuss, and this was produced by Chuck Jones and Ted Geisel, Dr. Seuss, and the book originally came out in 1957. The production companies were Cat in the Hat Productions and MGM Television. This aired originally on the CBS network, but of course it's syndicated and airs pretty much all over the place, almost every Christmas, I think literally oh, yeah. every christmas every at least year in some to some capacity well now you see probably the live action version more I bet. yeah but yeah. yeah you're probably right but uh so the synopsis for anyone who doesn't know and i don't know why you wouldn't but a grumpy hermit hatches a plan to steal christmas from the who's of whoville you know i'm glad that he went with the name dr seuss because like ted geisel <laughs> there's just there's real there's no real magic there no. to that name i think it sounds like some sort of, I don't know, like weather reporter. Now here's the weather with Ted Geisel. Yeah. Ted Geisel you on know? Channel and 9 just, News. Yeah, like he wouldn't even be on a big network. It'd just be a local one that nobody's watching. I think his middle name was Poor Ted. was Seuss, which is why he went with that. Really? So. That's that's a really weird name at all. I just figured it was something he made up. Yeah, I mean, it could have been that. I don't know for sure, but... When I see I see his name like written out, it's usually like Ted Seuss, and it's not like it has quotes on the Seuss part. So my assumption is it's his middle name, but who knows? Oh, that's so strange. So this should be an easy part for you, but who are some of the actors who played in this movie? The narrator and the Grinch were voiced by Boris Karloff, yeah. which is super awesome. You know, repping the Universal monsters, <laughs> um, the the coolest looking Frankenstein of all time. I'd say. And then um, Cindy Lou Who was voiced by June Foray or Foray. One of those. Yep. That's it. That's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Nobody else had a no one else had voice lines except for, you know, the music. So that's it. Very simple cast. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of the music. So for a few tasty marshmallows out of our big bowl of Grinch cereal, Thurl Ravencroft, Ugh. 
who sang the song, is best known as the voice of Tony the Tiger in numerous Frosted Flakes TV commercials. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. But he initially received no screen credit at all for singing in these, uh, for singing in this movie. But Dr. Seuss tried to remedy that by sending letters to every major columnist in America to identify him as a singer. So it was an oversight. It wasn't anything that was planned. They, he tried to rectify it really quickly, Dr. Seuss did, by pretty much letting everybody know all the major journalism uh, sites, or not sites at the time, but all the major journalism uh, whatever, to right. make sure they knew that Thurl Ravenscroft, which is an awesome name. Yeah, it is. Ravenscroft is a sweet name. Yeah, like, Jeez. like Boris Karloff and Thurl Ravenscroft sound like they would be like a team of monster hunters or something. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they should be. Yeah, definitely. Is it too late? <laughs> we can reanimate uh, Boris's body, right? Just bring, make him, uh, just bring him just out like in, in comic book form or something. Yeah, let's do this. Use the magic of Somebody uh, make it happen. To bring him back, back to life. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, secondly, the Grinch's green color was decided by director Chuck Jones. Experiences renting cars in the Washington, Baltimore area, which he claimed always turned out to be that exact shade. So because he always ended up renting these gross green cars, he based the Grinch's <laughs> color off of that. That's awesome because I always wondered like why they they came up with that green color because it's such a contrast to like, you know, all the other characters because mm-hmm. everyone else is like a shade of like, like light brown and stuff. And I'm like, so why the like dirty, gross, like ate too much salad and had to poop green? Yeah, it's like it's like olive-ish green kind of. Yeah. Exactly. It is. Yeah, it's kind of an olive, which is fine only for olives. Really, I I can't imagine anywhere else. That's a great color. Nothing else looks good in that color. (laughs) Olives, you can keep it. So also uh, Boris Karlov's voice changes when he speaks for the Grinch. Originally, he spoke in the narrator voice throughout. But after recording was complete, the highs of his voice were mechanically removed. So the Grinch would have more of a gravelly voice like you hear in the finished version. And Dr. Seuss actually almost didn't cast Karloff for fear that he would make the Grinch too scary. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess I could see that as a fear since Boris Karloff was used to doing, you know, monster films. Actual monsters, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I guess that makes sense because this was targeted for young children and stuff. But yeah, I, cool. I it's hard for me to imagine other people being the Grinch, but he did have a couple other animated features or really just other features in general. Like in 1977, Halloween is the Grinch Night came out, which is a Halloween uh, special based on the Grinch. I've never seen yeah, that. I've one, never so seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. And that was actually in our Halloween poll, but it didn't win. Ah, well, maybe next year. But maybe next year. Yeah. Um, also Jinx. in 1982. The Grinch, Grinches, the Cat in a Hat is another TV special that came out. I never even heard of that one. Yeah, never heard of it, never seen that one. In the year 2000, Ron Howard directed the, or I guess he create, produced and directed How the Grinch Stole Christmas, just like this one that was starring Jim Carrey. So that's the one people, I think, recognize most in the modern age, at least the live action version of yeah. it. Yeah. And in 2018, Illumination Entertainment, you know, known for Despicable Me, Secret Life of Pets, and more appropriately, the Lorax movie that came out um, just, I don't know actually what year that came out, but it it was in the 2000s. And uh, they're developing a 3D animated feature film starring Benedict Cumberbatch as the Grinch. Can you imagine that? Wow, what? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I could see it because Benedict can do that deep, gravelly voice. Mm hmm. 
because he did it for um, the Hobbit movies when he was Smaug. Okay, yeah, Smaug, Smaug, Smaug. Yeah, so yeah, that, he could he could pull it off. That'll be coming out in 2018. So interesting, something to look forward to. Yeah, that what what this all rounds down to is it. This is kind of a it's it's not even a franchise as much as it is a single movie that keeps being like reimagined or not even reimagined as much as just remade over and over yeah. again to to make I guess to bring it into more to make it more current. But it's not even like it's a timepiece either. It's just like they want to keep resurrecting this movie as much as they can it's kind of like a mythology now in that way of our pop culture and that you know like the like old myths that we associate with like greek and roman times and stuff like that i mean you could trace just about any story no matter what it is back to those and so that's kind of like what this is like this is one of those stories that just keeps being remade and remade and I mean, a hundred years from now, there will probably still be like another like sort of Grinch movie like that or or something created out of it. So, yeah, it's just become part of the pop culture. I mean, everybody knows who the Grinch is. Everyone. Yeah. If you don't, you're lying. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm assuming you have some memories of this Bond or what are your memories? Oh, I've never heard of it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, this um, interview's over. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had um the book when I was a little kid. Uh-huh. And I read it a lot. I loved the artwork from it, um which was which got me into the whole Dr. Seuss thing at all was just the the art from that book in particular. That was the first Dr. Seuss thing I ever saw. Um I loved it. So, and so yeah, I obviously saw like the the movie several times as a kid. I always liked seeing in the movie Home Alone seeing Kevin McAllister watch it and stuff while he's eating the big bowl of ice cream with all the like marshmallows and chocolate and all kinds of stuff mixed in with it. And I always wanted to do that. Like I always wanted to get a big bowl of ice cream and just junk food and watch the Grinch. And I never (laughs) did that, but I feel like I probably should one of these days. You should have just done it this time. Why not? I know I should have. Well, next time I watch it, I'm going to do it. Nice. It's it's hard for me to think that you can be alive and not know about this movie. Like, if you are <laughs> and you don't, well, I think we're about to let you know why it's like a well-loved Christmas classic. And it will outlive us all, I think. Yeah, it probably will. It's outlived other people already. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, th- this movie is just, well, not even this movie, this this story that's orig- based on the original book is showing no signs of stopping. So we might as well just jump right into it. So let's just start talking about how the Grinch stole Christmas. How did he steal Christmas? And what, I guess what's what's surprising about this is that it's only 25 minutes long. I watch it almost annually, and I always forget that it's this short. I actually haven't seen it for a while. So this was the first time I've seen it in probably several years. And yeah, I didn't remember it being this short. I was going to say, I didn't realize that Chuck Jones directed this. Like, I, I'm sure I'd seen his name on the credit before, but I just never, you know, put much thought into it. Probably, I mean, doing this show has probably gotten me paying more attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah. But now that I know he did it, I can totally see it because in the mannerisms of the characters and the way, like, some of the faces the Grinch makes, the sound effects that are used, um, s- certain tropes that he uses, like the slow motion 
wave right before a character falls from a high place. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Like, th- that's all stuff that I'm used to seeing Chuck Jones cartoons. So now I'm like, wow, that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. And the uh, you can see it a lot in the Grinch's dog, Max, because that's what you're used to seeing Chuck Jones animated as animals like that. And so right. it's. Very, very like if you were to just set Max aside and look at him, you would almost instantly be able to tell that this is a Chuck Jones cartoon. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, it was just there was so much that kind of pointed to it. Was, it it was cool because you you see like I don't know it, it's kind of like when you look at kids and you can see traits of their parents, right? You yeah. know, in the kid, it's like yeah, I can see traits from. Other Chuck Jones things, like um, anything like Looney Tunes and stuff like that, I can see it in this. Uh So that's really awesome. Okay, so like you were talking about, Boris Karloff narrates and plays as a Grinch. And so he's telling the story throughout. But what's happening is, like we kind of mentioned earlier, the Grinch is, he's trying to steal Christmas because basically he's, he's, he's a Scrooge, he's a Grinch. He, he is, doesn't like noise. He doesn't like the noise <laughs> that is made with the celebration of Christmas. He's tired of hearing it. And so his idea is, I want to steal all of it, steal all the material items that make Christmas so that the Who's in Whoville cannot have Christmas this year or have a sad Christmas and I don't have to deal with the noise. You know, I got to give the Grinch some credit, though, because they were being super obnoxious. <laughs> Because they weren't not just, you know, they didn't just sing the songs. They also had all these instruments and they were not playing a song with it. They were all just making as much noise as possible. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, it was it's one of those things like when you're a kid and you're trying to sleep in and let's say your your parents are, you know, awake and stuff. And it just seems like they're being super noisy and you just picture them like outside your door, just banging stuff around and being as noisy as possible. That's what I feel like the Grinch was feeling because it was just being, it was ridiculous the amount of noise they're making. So yeah, I side with the Grinch on this one. I would have been mad too, man. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can see where the Grinch is coming from, but still they are they're expressing their happiness and their joy at this time of year so if you have any sort of compassion then you can come in there and be a part of it it's not like they're excluding the grinch he's excluding himself intentionally so uh, he's just very case, introverted that being the case he just could either move or come down and join the fun like he's the one who's being the you know he's the one who's kind of ruining the mood Maybe he had a stomach ache and he didn't feel like joining the fun. And he's just like, I just want to get some rest. I'm real tired. Well, and they're just being noisy. Well, what what the what the actual thing was was his heart was two sizes too small. So yeah. he was just not a nice guy, not a caring guy at all. Yeah, and he probably has some cardiovascular problems for sure. I mean, he he I'm guessing poor circulation. With the heart that small, probably. But he still does okay because he's covered in fur, so he still stays warm enough, you know? Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Like, one thing that surprises me about the Grinch is that he kind of hates everything, but he owns a dog, which, I mean, just because of his personality, I'm surprised by that, that he still has a pet, because that means he still has to feed it and stuff, you know? I guess that kind of tells you that the Grinch isn't all bad, especially because the dog stays with him. I mean, the dog could leave any time. The dog's a very nice 
character. So obviously the Grinch can't be all that bad. Yeah, I mean, that kind of humanizes him a little bit. What's unfortunate, I guess, is that because he's a Max's loyal dog and everything, he's having to go along with this plan, even though in no way is he anti-Christmas or anything. He's just following, he's obeying his master. Yeah, he's a loyal dog. (laughs) One thing that I noticed, and (laughs) it's silly, but when the Who's come out singing their songs, I noticed that actually no matter what they do, their eyes are always closed. Have you, did you notice that? They're always closed. Like, even when they're serving food, they're sitting at the table, they're playing their instruments, they're singing songs, their eyes are closed. Their eyes are closed. And I'm like, how do they not constantly run into things? (laughs) I guess I didn't notice that. The, almost like the closed anime eyes, where it's like the, if you turn like a a smile upside down kind of thing and put that where their eyes should be, like all of their eyes look like that. That's like the happy anime eyes, though. Yeah, they were just really happy and their eyes were closed. So to steal Christmas, the Grinch's idea is to dress up like Santa Claus. And he gets the idea after, I think, Max gets some snow on him that looks kind of like a beard. Yeah, looks like Santa. So he's coming in as Santa to break into all of these Who homes through the chimney, of course, and steal all of their things. I'm wondering in, in this universe if Santa exists, because why wasn't Santa there as well? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm guessing that it must be a case like this, uh, or like this. It's probably a case like real life where Santa's just a fable, you know, and maybe the Grinch doesn't know that. So he's like, oh, Santa's real. If I disguise myself as him, no one will think, you know, any wiser. Or if he thought, you know, if I'm caught by a kid, I can play it off, which is what happens because Cindy Lou Who, what a name, catches him in the act and he's just like, (laughs) <laughs> I like how that whole house is pretty much empty and he's just taking the tree up the chimney because it's the last thing. And she's like, why are you taking our Christmas tree? And he's like, oh, I saw that there was a light out. And I'm like, she didn't notice that everything in the house had been stolen, just that he had a Christmas tree. Well, she was also, I think, two years old. So, yeah, well, she wasn't very good. So. <laughs> she's just going by what she saw. All the presents were gone. If I was to, I, I would have noticed the presents first. I'd be like, hey, you son of a bitch. Like, where's my present? So he's stealing the presents. He's stealing the tree. He's stealing the ornaments. He's just taking Christmas all together. He even steals a little crumb from a mouse. Well, he leaves like a crumb, but it's too small for a mouse is what it says. But then he steals but that crumb he, too. Yeah, then he reaches down and takes it anyway. Yeah. What a jerk. <laughs> I, I love that the whole scene, though when he's stealing everything and it's playing the song, you're a mean, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. And right. uh, I like my favorite is when he's slithering on the floor, like a snake and like slithers up the tree. He does a lot of really creepy things. And the, that song does interlude. And in, what I love most actually is his smile that he has where like his oh, sinister yeah. smile where it just keeps curling up and curling up. Yeah. That's so creepy. And and the like two like hair things on his head kind of curl too when he does it. Yeah, yeah. Like um earlier in the movie just which a very, I like that. A very sinister curl. Yeah. It's very cool. It's a great animation tactic to use. You know, I wonder if Tay Zanaday's ever done a version of You're a Mean One Mr. Grinch. Because if he hasn't, he needs to right now. Seriously, with his deep voice, definitely. Oh, yeah. Hey, he follows us on Twitter. Tay. (laughs) Tay, if you're listening, 
Uh, if you haven't already done this song, do this song, please. You gotta tag him in it, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. He's probably done it. I feel like that'd be the first thing he would do. Because his true. voice is like the exact same. In the You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch song that we're talking about, there's all sorts of kind of comical insults towards him. And <laughs> yeah. I, one of them is his soul is an appalling dung heap. I, I love that one. It's, oh no, it's dump heap. That's harsh. And uh, But I'm going to use that next time somebody's mean to me. I'm going to insult them with that. The three words that describe him best are stink, stink, and stunk. So we've been talking about you know, the Grinch is stealing Christmas and he, he's bad. However, during the course of this movie, I uncovered some things about the Who's. They are not the happy, jolly little folk we think they are. Oh, God. Because, yeah, get ready for it. I'm, I'm putting on my tinfoil hat. I got conspiracy theory time. Okay. Because, so during the song, when he's stealing everything, he also, like, robs their pantry, starts taking food, and he takes a can of who hash their species is a who who would like that would be us like calling corned beef hash human hash but no it's corned beef hash because it's beef it's cow so if he's got a can of who hash i can only imagine this is hash made from a who and if it's in their pantries that means they are freaking cannibals man okay and the grinch like knows what's going on and maybe he's punishing them for for eating each other and stealing Christmas and stealing like evidence to take to the the police somewhere. I mean, because they live in like a remote valley in the snow. I feel like their their food supplies would run short eventually. So they're eating each other, dude. It's grizzly out there. I feel like your read is completely off on that one. That's a stretch. <laughs> Not a stretch at all. It's very like, man, this is science. I don't even know where to go from there. How do you recover? Like one thing that I thought was interesting is that. So he fills up this sleigh, and it's gigantic. Because, I mean, think about it. He stole everything from this town, right? Puts it on a sleigh. And this little poor dog, Max, is, like, pulling this sleigh pretty much straight up this mountain. And this this thing says it's 10,000 feet up. Like, how strong is this one little dog to pull that entire thing up there? Man, that is crazy. And, like, I mean, even later when the, the Grinch has the change of heart because the who's come out and they start singing anyway. And he's just kind of like, well, that failed. But then his heart gets bigger, which maybe that attributes to like why he can lift that sleigh over his head. Cause I mean, that's a pretty good feat if you can lift that thing over your head. But I feel like it's more impressive that this tiny little dog pulled it 10,000 feet straight up in the air. Yeah. Because I mean, Max is basically carrying the entire town's Christmas all the way up the, like you said, 10,000 feet onto that mountain. It's so heavy for him that he's essentially buried in the snow, just kind of dragging it up. (laughs) Right. Once they reach the peak, and this is kind of the pinnacle of the film, and if it sounds like we got here pretty fast, it's because, again, there's not really any filler. It gets there really fast. The Grinch has to make a choice at this point to basically drop the Who's Christmas off of this mountain. Oh, yeah, because the sled is, like, teetering over an edge, and it's about to fall. But he's one of those villains who's like, I have to hear, like, I have to see my victim suffering before I drop this. Like, I need to hear them cry. Right. And so he, he listens into the village, and to his surprise on Christmas morning, they all come out and they're singing Christmas carols. They're singing the songs that they were singing before. It's it's actually funny because it's kind of it's based on like old Latin in a way, but it's not really Latin. But 
when they made this, they got some uh, letters in the mail asking them if they could translate it from people who actually like spoke Latin or something. Really? Yeah. But it's not it's not direct Latin. It's just kind of loosely based on it. So that's cool. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So this is the point where the Grinch's heart that is two sizes too small grows three sizes. Having his revelation that Christmas is not about the material things, because in having stolen all of it, his assumption was that they would be heartbroken, that their joy would die and that they would just stay silent. And instead, the opposite happens. And that completely he has a change of heart, literally. Yeah, literally. You know, I always thought that like his heart would be huge then. But if it's originally two sizes too small and now it grows three times, then it's just one size bigger than a normal heart. Right. Huh. Yeah. Basic math. I Yeah. I don't know basic math. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's like uh, his heart was a negative two and you added a three to it. So now, now it's, it's, a, one. it's a one. So then so he one. the new heart that he has gives him like an adrenaline rush. And he can pick the sleigh up over his head. And Max is like, man, yeah. I just carried this thing all the way up. And then he rides it back down into the town. So right. Max did it all for nothing. Poor dog. He found, yeah, when his heart grew three sizes, he found the strength of 10 Grinches plus two. So 12 Grinches, basically. Wow, they're doing a whole lot of math here. And I don't, <laughs> I'm not about that life. And then he, he was able to participate in the festivities and essentially celebrate what Christmas was truly about, which was togetherness, love, peace, all that. And having a dinner with a bunch of cannibals. Except he's carving roast roast uh, beast. Roast beast. Yeah, but beast was probably the name like the mayor called his wife. They're eating her because they're a bunch of cannibals. Now, that's a huge stretch. The- <laughs> He's like, yeah, the old beast over there, going to cook her up for Christmas. You're ruining the Grinch. (laughs) I feel like this is perfect for a Grinch. The Grinch would appreciate (laughs) it if he wasn't brainwashed by all the festivities. All Chris's comments aside, Christmas will always come as long as they have each other. Lame. Well, Chris, it looks like it's about time that we wake our inner kids up by stealing, I mean, taking their Christmas trees in for repairs and see what they thought of how the Grinch stole Christmas. This cartoon was really great because the Grinch would totally be my best mate. Those stupid who's are really annoying, but the Grinch stealing their stuff had me really enjoying uh, the movie. <laughs> I feel the Grinch betrayed me by changing his view, but I still rated this five bulls instead of just two. Okay, no more rhyming because this is dumb. I'd rather be punched in the face because that sounds like more fun. Ah, sh- Watching the Grinch's grand evolution throughout his adventure is both inspirational and impressive given the short length of the special. As the Christmas holiday approaches, we are often focused more on the material items that we can give or receive instead of the community spirit of love and joy that we can share together. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is a timeless classic that's only gotten better with age. I would give this cartoon five big bowls of Cindy Lou Who Loops out of five and if you haven't seen this Christmas classic, then absolutely check it out and get ready for your heart to grow a few sizes. But be ready to visit the cardiologist, because I'm pretty positive that having an oversized heart is not nearly as pleasant as it sounds. Yeah, I feel like you'd end up with a whole slew of health problems if your heart was too big. Or maybe you would yeah. just be a lot more efficient. I don't know. Or as strong as 12 Grinches, so maybe something to look into. So do you have any final thoughts about how the Grinch stole Christmas? Um, I mean, final thoughts are really just my thoughts every year, which is 
it's always refreshing to watch this movie. I encourage parents to show it to their children because the kid may not understand it the way that they that they will eventually at that point, but it's still a, it's still an entertaining special to watch and a good message to send that holidays or Christmas in general is not about the gifts that you give or anything like that. It's just about spending time together and enjoying togetherness. So I promote this as the the love and joy that it brings and definitely check it out. If I mean, everybody's I, I really think everybody's seen this. I, I don't think that's something I have to tell people. But if you haven't, please do. Yeah, it's I mean, it's a classic tale with all these morals built into it about not being an asshole on Christmas. And also that even if you don't have anything, like if you don't you can't afford presents or something like that, you know, you can still be happy without having all these possessions and things like that, which is a good lesson for kids to learn. And also to be wary about people who might be cannibals. I'm glad it's raising awareness. (laughs) (laughs) You're just shaking your head like, oh, God. Yeah. Thanks to everybody who recommended this movie. And even if you recommended something else, I mean, still, you can appreciate how the Grinch stole Christmas. So, yeah, thanks, everyone. It was I love doing these polls. So it was a lot of fun to get everyone to participate again. And like I said, it gets bigger each time we do it. So um, a lot of appreciation for all the, the support and everything there and, and being active with our show. Yeah. So we send our love and our joy and our uh, hoo hash to everyone. Well, listeners, it looks like our milk supply has now run dry. So it's time for us to say goodbye. Next week, we'll be watching The Legend of Korra, submitted via Austin, our friend. From the Inner Gamer podcast. Go check it out. It's fun. So if you celebrate the holidays, if if you celebrate Christmas, then Merry Christmas. If you just are getting a break from work, then celebrate that. Either way, you know, Merry Christmas, Merry Holidays. Happy winter to everyone. Happy not working day. Once again, I'm Joseph. And I'm Chris. And we'll see you next Saturday. Ho, ho, ho. <coughs> oh, man. Presented by Nerdsloth. A place for lazy nerds. If you like what you heard, consider donating at patreon.com slash nerdslot so we can continue bringing you quality shows. Be sure to also leave us a review and share your favorite episodes and clips on social media. If you're looking for more content, visit us at nerdslot.com.